This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. show kate delaney as uh, we get closer to the end of january first month in the books and boy it has been a rocky one but filled with some good moments too and i hope good moments for all of you this is another sad story to start with but two students were killed and the founder of an educational program for at-risk youth injured in a targeted shooting at a Des Moines school on Monday afternoon. It happened at Starts Right Here. It was founded by a local rapper, William Holmes, and is connected to the Des Moines school system. It happened around 1 o'clock. They found two teenage students critically injured. They did go to life-saving measures, but the two students were pronounced dead by the time they got to the hospital. Very sad. Holmes, by the way, has a stage name you might recognize, William Keeps was also wounded in uh, that three teenage suspects taken into custody cops were able to pull over a car about two miles from that school shortly after the shooting one jumped out of the car and ran but was tracked down with a canine and the question marks still uh, abound about why 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 uh, very sad because of what was happening there and, and the challenges that so many kids face in that area. They were trying to, to do something, this program, to uh, to tackle all of that and help teens in grades 9 through 12, especially uh, in that age range. So we'll see what they come up with. But again, they say it was definitely targeted, not random. All right, this was uh, targeted, too, as as well, and very sad, the fact that you had these two clubs in Los Angeles that were celebrating the Lunar New Year, and unfortunately, 11 people were, were killed and others were wounded, but let's hear it for one thing that happened that was Good. The one silver lining that came out of that, uh, I call it up high for heroes. The California shooting suspect at the Alhambra dance hall thought uh, he was going to die when he intervened. This Brandon say intervened when the shooter came at him. He heard the sound of metal in the lobby of the dance hall and he turned around and he saw an Asian man holding a gun and he was looking for targets is what Brandon say thought. And he realized he needed to do something. He needed to disarm him. And he lunged at him with both hands, grabbed the weapon. They struggled a bit. And at one point he was able to pull the gun away from him, shove him aside. He turned uh, the gun on him and said, get out of here, you know, screamed, get out of here. And he thought, at one point when they were tussling with the gun that he was going to be shot, the um, Los Angeles Sheriff's Department said, uh, thank goodness for him because he, they believed that it could have been worse, that he saved lives. So how about some applause for 
this young man for what he did up high for heroes. High five. 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 As this is something new that we've kicked off for 2023. We need to highlight when people are doing things like that. He um, he was shaken up and his heart was pounding out of his chest, but he he did he did the right thing. He he intervened, and uh, you know his his father spoke to I want to say the New York Times or some paper of record, and he said it was just my son. He could have died. I'm proud of him for his courage. And um, I'm I'm so happy that he he did what he did. Hugh Can Tran was later discovered, by the way, by police in the city of Torrance, where he fatally shot himself as they were approaching the white van that he was in. But uh, I think that community of Monterey Park, where the massacre happened, are they're still really reeling during what was supposed to be celebrations at these two really nice dance clubs they had, where people were just minding their own business. And uh, and and celebrating. Very, very sad. A lot of people talking about documents, right? Documents, documents, documents. Because on Friday, there was a 13-hour search of the president's home again in Wilmington, Delaware. And they came up with more classified documents. Now, some of the classified documents go back to when he was in the Senate. There are other documents from when he was the VP. His lawyer is a guy named Bob Bauer who is saying, you know, is he's the strategist that they're cooperating with investigators and there he's obviously in charge of of mitigating what we would call the legal risk for the president. But, you know, there's lots of PR nightmares involved in this and obviously political implications because we the american people are looking at this as just having gone through what happened with the former president and then to have this happen with the current president after everything that was said about uh, president trump's documents and now two different incidents and now they're talking about searching a beach house and to me and i've said this now several several times on the air it's the lack of transparency. So this lawyer, Bob Bauer, was uh, the one who, in talking to the president, they talked about it. November 2nd is when the initial documents were uncovered at that think tank in, in an old office of President Biden's. And so when they found out about that, they started to talk about, oh, okay, so this is what, here's what you got to do, and here's what's happened, and why they didn't tell, why that, that wasn't a story, why they didn't release, hey, some doc, classified documents were found back in November and waited until January 9th. That's part of the problem, right? Because they didn't come clean on this. So there should be criticism of that. If you found the documents at this think tank, then tell us in November. And then in December, you have the second batch of documents at the the house in Wilmington. So once again, we didn't know about that till January. Now there's the possibility of searching this yet this other house. So not a good look for the Democrats, not a good look for the president and lots of questions that are not really being answered. Of course, every single day and every single day, there's that thing called the briefing and every single day, the white house press 
secretary just kind of rolls her eyes and tries to answer whatever she can answer because there's not much coming out of the White House as to what's the deal with the documents and what is the president saying. And and even though he had a statement when he was touring California, that was before more documents were found. So we find ourselves once again talking about classified documents and then weighing well, what's it? What's in the classified documents, which we won't know, and what are the various levels of what's top secret, and how far up that chain do you go, and what were what were those um, what do those documents contain? Like I said, we'll never ever know that, but you would think there would be a much better system of making sure, even for rushing out the door and changing offices of handing over documents and making sure that they aren't in the improper places because I would consider that to be dangerous. All right, coming up, a little of this and a little of that. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Hi, this is Kate Delaney. I am truly amazed by this audience. Many of you have been reaching out to me to ask more on what I call the No Drone Zone. How do you find out about the show or listen to podcasts or guests or even my books? So here we go. Go to katedelaneyradio.com for more on what's shaking in my orbit. To reach me, simply hit the contact tab and send an email. Behind the scenes photos, great video, travels, 
the dog. Yeah, that's Guinness. He is the mascot. Go to Kate Delaney Fan Page on Facebook. Kate Delaney Fan Page on Facebook. Or hit me up on Twitter at Kate S. Delaney. At Kate S. Delaney. For any of my books, including Deal Your Own Destiny, Amazon simply is the easiest. Thanks for listening as we talk about what's happening in my backyard and yours and how it affects us. We throw in laughs, cheap movie reviews, the man cave, and authors with some interesting stories to tell. If you've already forgotten everything I've just said, just go to katedelaneyradio.com. River. This is a really crazy story that I found about dolphins were um, swimming around in a place called Starlight Park. You know, these dorsal fins were circling around in the water and it wasn't sharks. It was dolphins. And I just didn't know that you could have dolphins in the Bronx. I was reading a story by uh, a columnist who said he was stunned when he saw that and said, I need some answers. If you're from the Bronx, I know this park. Somebody please explain to me why there's dolphins in the park. It had me shocked. And so uh, the New York City Department of Parks and Recreation shared that on Twitter. And guess what? It has been viewed more than two million times. Yeah. So somehow the dolphins found their way to the river. They were searching for fish. And that's how they got there. And I guess it's kind of good news because there's been an effort to restore the river as to make it healthy. And think about the Bronx and think about uh, the island itself um, around it. So the dolphins were were looking for food and if they're looking for food and they're going all the way back there i guess that that's uh <laughs> that's that's okay because i live in dolphin territory it's almost an everyday occurrence and i'm not kidding for me and it's it blows my mind i love seeing dolphins but having spent time in that area in the bronx i would be very shocked if i saw dolphins just like that columnist was uh, was shocked as well. All right, continuing down with the theme of a little of this, of uh, uh, a little of that. The um, the thing that's always interesting to me is when the lottery gets big. Because when the lottery gets big, people talk about it more and talk about well what would you do if you won a million dollars 10 million dollars how about if you won 502 million dollars what would you do so this time around it's powerball and people were frantically checking tickets to see if maybe their chance had hit one in 292 million i said this before when we've seen these big jackpots can you just imagine 
it would be like being struck by lightning. I mean, that's that first realization if you're that person. So I'm going to give you the numbers just in case. 12, 31, 47, 58, 60. And the Powerball was 23. Very slim chance of winning that sucker. But you never know, right? And who knows? Maybe you win a, I don't know, maybe you win a million dollars. A million dollars would still be pretty nice, wouldn't it? If you uh, just suddenly found yourself in, in that position. And I think that's what draws people into the, and the lottery's counting on it, into the excitement of possibly being one of of those winners. As we do continue to stroll down this lane, there's so much that happens in our uh, daily days that just, I think, go unnoticed, that just kind of pass us, uh, you know, kind of pass us by. But when you start a new year, there's all kinds of conversation about dieting, losing weight, men, women, doesn't matter. Uh, gosh, I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to lose... 20 pounds, I want to lose, you know, whatever it is. And there's always different theories that circulate as to what is the best way to do this. What is the best way to uh, lose weight? And what's the, how, how effective uh, are your diets working for you? And so the latest thing that I've read, it's interesting, my, my father who... Uh, my stepfather, who was thin and could eat anything, used to say, it's simple, it's not complicated. It's calories in, calories out. And then you hear, well, what about, um, you know, what about movement? What about putting movement in? How much does exercise play a part of that? How much does your metabolism play a part of losing weight? And so the latest thing that I've read, and then this is, you know, there was intermittent fasting. And if you just ate certain times of the day, just do six hours, you see that people, it works for people because their metabolism catches up and they, and they lose weight that way, no matter what age group they're in. And uh, now I've been reading that, you know what, the bottom line is, it's different for every single person. And when you find the thing that works, whether it's writing down the food, whether it's eating five different times a day, whether it's dabbling into intermittent fasting, whether it's doing one of the diet programs where you eat box food and everybody says, oh, that's not good because what if you go off of it? But you can somehow manage it and it works. That's what the deal is. It's everybody is different. What is it that you can do consistently? It's about the consistency more than anything else. And it's really 80% food, even more than exercising. While that is really good for you overall, and it does burn calories, it's about the, it's about the food choices. I hear you have no choice. Mother Nature is, can be wicked, right? It's eeny, meeny, miny, mo. And now you look at this heavy snow expected from New Mexico to Ohio, and it's the system that's developing over the south central area of these United States. So another blast of, of winter, which means that the Gulf Coast area, there is still the risk for tornadoes. And that means we're talking about New Orleans. I know there's a lot of people listening in New Orleans. Baton Rouge, same thing. Gulfport, Mississippi, Mobile, Alabama, 
Yeah, that's 4.5, give or take, in that zone, in that uh, area where that's what you're looking at possibly on uh, Tuesday. And then in the other spots of New Mexico to western Ohio, snowfall, up to 8 inches of snow is is likely uh, in the Great Lakes area, possibly through and by Wednesday, you know, every day now I am checking the weather like I have never checked in my life because there are these systems that are rumbling through thunderstorms in Texas and Oklahoma on Tuesday morning. So the deal with that is you could get, depending on the warm air, you could end up with a tornado threat because of that. And the tornadoes are the things that I think scare me the worst because you don't really get a lot of warning with that. You know, hurricanes are terrible. You don't want hurricanes. And, of course, nobody wants any severe weather. But at least there's some warning, even if it can turn and it can hit an area worse than another area. With tornadoes, as somebody who's lived in a tornado spot, a tornado alley, you just don't know. You really just don't know when it's going to hit. You get a watch here and there, which is good. But it's up and upon you before you know it. So you can't you can't plan really for it like you can plan when you hear the possibility of snow and there could be a decent amount of accumulations and maybe there isn't in the end. But at least you're prepped for it and you know to expect that you're probably going to see that and you, and you know it and you and you know that you can prep a little bit for it but you just can't prepare for tornadoes that way it's like got me thinking more and more that if you really were in the eye of this thing where you get more tornadoes than you care to deal with or the possibility of it anyway to have some definite area designated where you can go it's just like these storm shelters uh people who have those on their properties or invest in them or create them. I mean, that has to be a sense of relief when you know that you can go there immediately. So you start to, to see that, or you start to hear that and you got a place to go. It's like, it's, uh, it's like you see in, in, um, some of these movies that highlight tornadoes like twister from, I want to say that was from the nineties. The Helen hunt, I think was in that movie where she goes into, the uh, the basement, or they they have the storm, the little storm shelter where you pull, you're pulling down and locking um, yourself away from the elements, and of course you've got that protection underground. But not everybody can get to, not everybody can have something underground, and then it becomes that moment of panic when you realize. Oh, that sound of that freight train, the sound of like the wind, and you have no idea when that, you see it, I mean, you hear it, and it's passing over, and you're just praying it does not hit you. All right, hang with us, a couple of great interviews next, including Jim Meskimen, funny, funny guy. You've been hearing Dr. Wallach talking about 90 essential nutrients, keeping the body healthy. GCNteam.com now has Beyond Tangy Tangerine Tablets, 60 plant-derived minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, packed in a powerful tablet. But that's not it. 160,000 auric points, a knockout punch to free radicals. Call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. 
That's 877-878-4203. All across the country, people are coming together to speed up what we can learn about health. The All of Us Research Program is calling on one million people to join us as we try to change the future of health. For your family, for future generations, for all of us. Visit joinallofus.org and find out how you can become one in a million. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. USA News. I'm Ryan Daniels. We're less than 24 hours away now from the New Hampshire primary. Former President Trump is facing a surging Nikki Haley even while remaining ahead in the polls. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis dropped out of the race yesterday and endorsed Trump. I've had disagreements with Donald Trump, such as on the coronavirus pandemic and his elevation of Anthony Fauci. Trump is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. That is clear. President Biden's not on the ballot after a dispute within the party over the date of the New Hampshire primary, but Biden's main challenger, Minnesota Democratic Representative Dean Phillips, is. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum is announcing that he will not be seeking a third term at the head of his state. Part of it's family. Uh, it's a, you know, we've got three, you know, people I say you got three adult kids. The Republican just ended his bid for the White House in the last few weeks. I'm Ryan Daniels, USA News. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few highlights. Extendivite works in keeping my blood pressure in the normal range. I have been using Extendivite for many years. Great product. I use regularly and I rarely get sick. This product has relieved what appeared to be angina pain in my chest and shortness of breath after climbing stairs. I'm quite happy about it. My husband, son, and I have been using this product for a few months now, and we have noticed an improvement in our joints and blood pressure. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay.
I know that you have heard him. I know you've seen him. Think of KFC, Colonel Sanders. Think of George Washington crossing the Delaware. Since I grew up in that area, one of my favorites, the Geico commercial. But way more than that, he's been in so many films. He's done so many voices. Jim Meskimen is joining us in just a minute, and he's going to portray Phil Donahue in a new film called Welcome to Chippendales, and it's got an interesting cast, too, a lot of names that you would recognize. And plus, we want to talk to him about TikTok. Five million viewers in five days. Wow. Jim, thanks for coming on. My pleasure. Great to talk to you. So let's talk about voices and how you knew you had this gift. How'd you hone that skill? Well, you know, I was a little kid that uh, I grew up in an acting household, so my, it was it was fun to do and uh, considered fun and acceptable and tolerable to do accidents and funny voices and impressions, which I don't think is true in every household. But in our, in our household, it was fine to do it. You know, it was understood. And um, my sister and I used to play around. And my mom is an actress, so she would do She's very good at accents and, and characters and stuff. So we would, uh, it was just something that I learned early on was an avenue of play. And uh, just like other things you do when you're a little kid, you just do it because it's fun. And then, I don't know, you start to put in a lot of hours on it. And <laughs> when I was in my 20s, I realized that I had a little bit of a leg up on, on other performers in that area. So I, I pursued a career in voiceover uh and eventually that grew into an acting career and uh you know here and here i am today many many years later still doing the same stuff that's so great I've, I've advanced i've advanced not not even a yard on the on the field but uh but it is fun so and of course your mom is marion ross happy days fame and lots of films that she's been in and you're right now as soon as you said that it triggered in me yes she's done tons of of accents do you remember the first character the first person you really nailed that you felt like oh i really have this oh gosh uh well you know i played around with it a lot but i i think when i was I, i remember distinctly that um when All in the Family was on, and before my voice had changed, I could do a pretty good Edith Bunker. <laughs> and I thought, you know, that sounds pretty good. Uh, so I began to have, to develop confidence that way. And uh, boy, geez, when I grew up in the, in the late uh, 60s, early 70s, it was a kind of a golden age of impressionists. We had uh, Rich Little on TV all the time and, and others. Uh, the political voices of the day were always being mimicked by different comedians. And so I, I just, you know, I never had a uh, an idea even in my youth that it would be the sort of thing I would do for a living. But I did appreciate it a lot just as an art form. And I think I, I still understand the magical effect that it has on on people when you suddenly change into another person very dramatically and and you bring that person like patrick stewart into the room and uh whereas he was not there before he most certainly is now you know and that's that's just a sort of a tool that that's the audiences are very delighted by oh one of my favorites i have to ask you about this gaslit i loved love Hmm. love that series it was wonderful and you played senator gurney what was that experience like for you i had a great time uh, i was sort of amazed that i got the role it's a it was a very big prestigious uh multi you know uh what do you call it uh, limited series on stars with uh, a couple of oscar winners at the helm so julia roberts sean penn i got to work with with both of them 
And uh, gosh, it was it was very exciting. The director, Matt Ross, was excellent, excellent uh, director. He's he's an actor himself, so he knows how to speak to actors in a way that's, you know, doesn't waste anybody's time. And, uh, you know, Sean Penn was under so much prosthetic makeup that I found, which was very artful and beautiful. And if you've seen his, his look, it's just extraordinary. Uh, and I, I found that the, the lucky thing about that for me was that I, I was not at all starstruck because Sean Penn was not in the building as far as I was concerned. Wow. What high praise that is because he transformed himself completely. He did. And the great uh, makeup designer, one of the best on the planet today, Kazuhiro, designed that makeup. And I met Kazu back in uh, when we were like 1999 working on The Grinch as he was uh, helping out Rick Baker at that point. So it was a nice, uh, nice reunion to see Kazuhiro. Tell us about uh, the listeners about TikTok and the five million views and, and doing that and looping that all together. Well, I'm always looking for new ways to reach people with my content, with my impressions, and just any creative idea I have. I'm one of these people that, despite my advanced years, has really uh, uh, embraced uh, social media, particularly YouTube um, and now TikTok. Because, uh, I love to create all, all the time. It's what I, it's what I love to do. I, I have, as you can see, I'm in a booth. I, I uh, do a lot of sound recordings. I have a little area in the back where I do video recordings. And so TikTok, which I just was scratching my head over for the longest time, uh, I just decided to really kind of hunker down and, and, and see what could be done. And I was admiring a lot of the work that was done on TikTok. And it frankly makes me laugh a lot. And, uh, it, it's just full of interesting distractions, which of course have their upside and downside. But I, uh, I started to really just sort of look at what other people who do impressions were doing and taking a stab at it myself. And, uh, yeah, I had, it was very exciting. A couple of weeks ago, I had, uh, a video t- took off pretty good. And, uh, it's now at 7.5 million views that one that we launched less than a month ago. And I picked up a lot of followers, which is nice, you know, and, uh, flattering. And hopefully they'll continue to be interested in what, uh, nonsense I put out. And then just yesterday, we had another one that, that went viral. It's at, uh, uh, 2 million views. Um, so we have high hopes for that. I'm, you know, I think now people are digesting their entertainment and, and getting it in all sources. Uh, we definitely need a little lift every now and then. You know, life is very serious and grim sometimes. And uh, the upside of, of these platforms like TikTok and Instagram and uh, YouTube is that we can share ideas and aesthetic concepts and fun and humor very swiftly. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, hopefully help each other over the bumps and uh, sharp stones and edges of life. And and from the acting voiceover impressionist point of view, and like you say, you're a content curator, besides all the followers you're getting and more people knowing maybe who you are, that has to help too in the business because that's putting you out there and other people may be discovering you and thinking, Jim, that's right. He'd be perfect for this role. Yeah, it's it's possible. I, I I'm planning on that being correct. <laughs> I, I I would like that to be the case. Uh, uh, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I I've had the experience uh, where you know I go in for like say a commercial audition or something, and and I do the audition, and the director says, "Hey, uh, I love all your stuff on on Instagram." And I'm like, "Oh, that's that's very booing." And then of course, when you don't get the job, you're wondering. <laughs> 
Well, I guess somebody came along that had even more amazing content and more followers, whatever. You know, in the in the arts and the producers, uh, you know, these the business people, the suits, I think they're always looking for metrics that will support their, uh, you know, their opinion of why someone would be better than another person. So I, I don't think it hurts to have a little bit of, of popularity on, on a platform. Yeah. How about what's coming up, Phil Donahue? Tell us oh, yeah. about that project. Yeah, so that's a limited series. This is, uh, well, this is my Phil Donahue voice, for better or for worse. This is what I came up with uh, to kind of evoke this uh, very, very revered and uh, uh, respected, um, I don't know what you call him now. Uh, he's not an anchor man. He's a guy that would walk up and down and talk to people, just ordinary people and unusual people like the Chippendales dancers. So this uh, series, uh, which you mentioned, has a lot of a really terrific cast, including my friend Juliette Lewis, is uh, a, a, the story of the Chippendales dancers, which which you'd think would be kind of frothy and, uh, I don't know, it's silly and lighthearted, and, uh, but it's not. It's pretty dark. <laughs> so uh, I've not seen the whole thing, so I can't speak to it too much. But when they are introduced to, the, to America, it is via the the old Phil Donahue show and they needed somebody to portray Phil Donahue and I auditioned and got the role and it was super fun to do. I, I had a great time and I, I've never seen so many Chippendales dancers dancing so long. I, I spent a whole day watching Chippendales dancers going, going at it. And, uh, and also it was in a big room full of a big set full of, of women dressed like it was 1989 and, it was gorgeous to see because, you know, I remember that period and the styles. I mean, the, the makeup department, the wardrobe department, the hair department, they really went went to it. You know, they went above and beyond and created a room full of screaming, you know, clutching, pawing women that were that looked just like just like 1989. It was it was gorgeous. Oh, I love that. You put that image into my head now. Thank you very much. So, <laughs> so you have fun, obviously, all day long at what you do. And you set that, that up when you talked about being a kid. What else do you do for fun? I mean, how do you get away from, okay, I'm not doing any content today. I'm just going to walk on yeah. the beach. I'm going to take a breath. I've been working on uh, getting uh, just more physically fit. And I've been enjoying it really a lot. So I do that. And... Um, I'm a visual artist also, I, not to sound like a complete pain in the butt, but I I have been a, a cartoonist and an illustrator and a painter all my life. And that was my first profession and, and the road I really thought I was going to go down until I, you know, caught the acting bug for real. Thank you so much, Jim Meskman. We wish you the best in all your endeavors and thanks for spending some time with us. My great pleasure. Thank you very much, Kate. Let's see you around. See you.
Hey guys, why settle for poor quality Pouty Arco that's sold by stores and online resellers when you can get Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea at drinksupertea.com or 818-965-9113. The Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea is only available at drinksupertea.com. 818-965-9113. 818-965-9113. That's drinksupertea.com. Ever feel completely down on your luck, whether it's your career or just your life? Do you look at other people and wonder, why them, not me? I'm Kate Delaney. I did it. I admit it. I've learned some valuable and priceless lessons from some of the rock stars I've interviewed over the years, like Sir Richard Branson or the late, great John Madden, and I want to share them. Want to laugh? Want to learn? Want more out of life? Then pick up a copy of my book, Deal Your Own Destiny, Increase Your Odds, Win Big, and Become Extraordinary. Get it on Amazon today. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented Made in America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. walloffire.com Let me tell you a story about Bill. Bill was a normal guy in his 50s. He had back surgery about two years ago. Bill was in a lot of pain. He dealt with his pain by taking the Percocets his doctor prescribed for him. Bill took more and more and more of them to help with the pain until one day the prescriptions weren't enough to get rid of Bill's pain. Then one day Bill found someone to help him get rid of the pain with illegal drugs he didn't need a prescription for. Fast forward to today. Bill lost his job and his family. The only thing he does have is his drug dealer. If you know Bill's story and you don't want to end up like Bill, call the Detox and Treatment Helpline right now to get away and get treatment. 800-296-1327. Call right now. Help is standing by. 800-296-1327. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 
was kind of a hobby. It gave me something to do. You know, I just kind of, my kids grew up and left the house, and um, I thought it would be fun to write a book, and I found a program online to help me do it, and um, that's how I started. <laughs> so it, it's interesting because there is a tie, I think, in your mind to bed, to a Maggie's bed and breakfast story because of you and your sister and kind of dreaming about a bed and breakfast. Tell us about that. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, me and my sister, we used to go for walks in the morning and we'd see these big, beautiful homes, you know, and we would joke about, you know, that would be the perfect bed and breakfast. You know, we should just pull our money together and um, buy the place and quit this nine to five job. You know, we both knew we didn't have the money to do it, but you know, it was a dream, you know, it was a fantasy, but yeah. So, so tell me, so it's interesting now that it's, you know, here it is, the fantasy does play out in the pages. Tell us about Maggie and tell us about the bed and breakfast story. Okay. Um, well, Maggie, um, she's actually starting her life over after she loses her husband to cancer at a young age. Um, before he died, he wanted her to go on and follow their dreams, which was to open up a bed and breakfast. And when he passed, he left her a large insurance policy, you know, so she'd be able to do that. Um, she gets help from her sister and friends, of course, to get the bed and breakfast up and running. Um, and soon after that, her husband's brother comes to take a visit and actually pay his respects to his brother. And he ends up staying at her bed and breakfast to help her out as a handyman. And Maggie starts, you know, having feelings for him, you know, and she's feeling bad about having feelings for him. And it's, it's a mutual thing. Um, then Maggie's mother actually comes back into her life after she had left the girls when, you know, she was about five. At least that's what Maggie thought. But when, when she shows up, she finds out that her mother has memocoma and she didn't actually leave the girls. She actually forgot them and moved on to a whole new life. You know, Maggie never looked for her because she figured, you know, she was left. Um, and, of course, she also comes to the realization that this disease is hereditary, and she might get this, you know, mind-erasing disease as well, along with her sisters. Ooh, boy, and there are so many other twists to the story. We don't want to give them all away. Yes. Maggie's right. <laughs> bed and breakfast. It's so easy to do because I'm getting, you know, you get pulled into the story. Maggie's bed and breakfast. Stop talking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can get it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or wherever great books are sold. So you have... Maggie's Bed and Breakfast, and then you you go into your your other book, The Book of Scattered Memories. Tell us about that. What's that about? Yeah, yeah. This is, you know, of course, part two, and it's kind of a backstory to her mother, and it's all done in in a diary. Um, So, you know, it revolves around her mother's diary, and um, it's like a diary in a box reveals the secrets of the past and the future that's bound to unfold, which kind of sums it up. Um, She finds her mother's diary after her mother passes away, and, you know, she starts reading this diary. And she decides to read it to herself first before she, you know, brings it to her uh, sister's attention. But while reading this, she discovers things from her mother's past that she wonders if it's real or if it's just a bunch of her mother's scattered memories. And, you know, she she starts reading, like, the first entry, you know, June 1st, 1984. You know, I meet a nice man today fishing. His name is John White. He has a, he has a beautiful little girl, one-year-old girl named Marty. 
And Maggie just like drops a diary because all along Marty was her sister, you know, she, so now she's finding out that Marty's not her sister, you know, and how she was going to tell her sister that they're not really related, you know, and the, the story kind of continues that way. She reads a part of the, the diary that brings together things of her mother's past and Ooh. so on. Ooh. So I'm just thinking out loud, how many of you listening to this, can you imagine finding your mother's diary? When my mother died, I did find some writings, and it didn't reveal anything like your character has revealed, which is wild. But um, <laughs> it, it is interesting to think about that. What a great road to, to go down in, in coming up with these stories. Where do you get your ideas? Uh, you know, I just, like I said, I got this program, and it was just so easy to use, and, you know, I was just trying to put myself into running, you know, running a bed and breakfast, and how it would, you know, how it would, would feel to do that, and I don't know, it just kind of came to me. I just started writing, and um, I thought, okay, I'm going to throw a diary in there. Let's let's um, throw some twist to this story. I like it. And. Well- when people read this, when when uh, people are listening to this, they go and they uh, want to get into a good series and and some good novels, and they they read both of these books. What do you hope they take away? Well, you know, my stories are fiction, but for me, you know, they're true to life kind of stories. So I I believe they're they're relatable. In other words, I think that they might be able to put themselves in the position of my characters, you know, and. Um, you know, I love writing the strong women characters. And so, you know, I would just hope that they would get lost into my stories and enjoy my stories, uh, you know, as much as I did um, enjoy writing them. You know, it's interesting. It's kind of a little family affair because your daughter and granddaughter and the cover, how'd that come about? Well, yeah, I um, because of the story, it, they have a lot of fishing in my story. That's kind of like their pastime. And I had taken my daughter and granddaughter down to Fairmont Park and gave them fishing poles. And we took a, a bunch of pictures that day. And I went through the pictures and the pictures that I have on there, I thought, you know, this is the perfect Maggie and this is the perfect Tina. So, yeah, so it's kind of personal to me. It's funny you say that because if you if you um, read the book of scattered memories of Maggie's bed and breakfast story, the very first chapter, the new fishing spot. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's all about fishing for them. There's a problem. They're all going fishing. <laughs> that sounds good to me. Yeah. Absolutely. Was it fun for you? Was it fun for you to write this? I mean, it's like a it's you're a daydreamer and you escape into this, right? <laughs> Right. Yeah, it really was. Like I said, when I first started writing it, this is actually, I'm um, redoing my story. So, you know, they were done like 10 years ago. And so I'm rebranding them now. But yeah, I I had a really good time writing it. But at the time, it was just going to be for me. And the covers were kind of plain, but they were personal because they were, you know, my daughter and my granddaughter. So, you know, and then after some time went by and I got a call saying, let's rebrand. I thought, yeah, why not share my stories, you know, to the public. So here I am. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, it kind of reminds me, like it makes me think of Hallmark. It makes me think of, uh, think of those kinds of stories, which couldn't be more popular. Can you, can you imagine if this, 
I don't know, somehow got picked up and it was on the screen. Oh, that, would, that would be a dream. Yeah. I mean, I, I've had, a, you know, I've had some people tell me, you know, your, your book is so predictable and I tell them, you know, but it's, it's like a Hallmark movie. And the first 10 minutes, you kind of figure out who's going to, who's going to get together. And at the end, they're going to fill it with a kiss, but it's the ride in between. So yeah, I mean, if they want to pick this up as a Hallmark movie, that would be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dreams can come true, that's for sure. And Dream, some of yours, that's it. That's yeah. what it's about, dream. Dream yep. big. <laughs> and some of yours have definitely come true. Thank you so much for coming on. Again, you can get the books on uh, Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Ava, what a delight to speak with you. You too. You have a great day. Wow, I love these authors that we have on when... They have some time and there's things that are they're, they're thinking about. And she talked about she does this program and then comes up with these ideas. And the book really is so well written. It's great storytelling and it does pull you in. And, and so I'm not surprised in the comparisons to what a Hallmark movie or uh, some of those Netflix movies, what they do, how they take you with the really big, interesting beginning and then take you through the story. And I think you really are rooting for Maggie. That's what I would say. And the idea that in the second book that she finds the diary, wow. That's one of those moments, I think, that when people are going through their mother's things, their parents' things, and they come across something like that, it's uh, do you dare open it or what do you do? And she's got it there wrapped in the story. So well done. Thanks to Ava for coming on and all of you for listening to this hour of the show. Make it count, everybody. My name is Milan Vukovic. Ten years ago, I got frustrated with the quality of Pau Diarco tea sold in the stores. So, I founded the Pau Diarco Tea Club that now ships our super tea to over 100 countries. You too can order or get info about the original pure Pau Diarco super tea at www.drinksupertea.com or by calling 818-965-9113. Why settle for less when you can order original Pure Pau Diarco and drink Super Tea for only $34.95 per pound plus shipping? Each pound makes 300 cups, which is the equivalent of 12 cents per cup for the original Pure Pau Diarco Super Tea. Order now at www.drinksupertea.com. That's drinksupertea.com or by calling 818-965-9113, that's drinksupertea.com, or by calling 818-965-9113.